It has stood the test of time. God's book, the Bible, still relevant in today's complex world. It is written, sharing messages of hope around the world. On October the 3rd, 2014, theaters across North America released the movie Left Behind, The End Begins. Both the movie and the series of novels that it is based on have received mixed reviews from the secular and religious worlds for its portrayal of the final events of this world's history. The foundational framework of the movies and novels is the concept of a secret rapture. As the movie follows the lives of several key characters, millions of people across the world disappear in what is interpreted as the second coming of Jesus or the secret rapture. This apocalyptic action thriller then depicts the beginning of a seven-year period called the Tribulation, the most trying time in Earth's history. I do commend the authors of the book and others who are trying to spread the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ through this movie and book series. However, both the books and the film omit some of the most startling realities of the biblical teaching of the second coming of Jesus Christ. This great omission potentially has dangerous consequences as it may actually diminish the sense of urgency for individuals to make these eternal decisions without delay. Today on It Is Written, we will continue our study on the Beatitudes of Revelation. Seven blessings that are announced in the book of Revelation. Today is the sixth of a seven-part series. If you've missed any of the previous shows, you can go to our website, itiswrittencanada.ca, or to our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash iiwcanada, and there you may watch any previous programs. Today we will open our Bibles to Revelation 22 and there we will find the sixth beatitude. This sixth beatitude demonstrates why what left behind omitted can be so dangerous. In Revelation chapter 22 and in verse 7 we read this, Behold, I am coming quickly. Blessed is he who keeps the words of the prophecy of this book. The book of Revelation warns that Jesus is coming quickly. The great oversight of Left Behind and the secret rapture is the teaching that when Jesus comes again and secretly takes everyone away, that there exists a second chance, a probationary period of time where people who weren't ready can now get ready. Now we will see in just a moment that this is not true, but also creates a dangerous spirit of procrastination of our preparedness for the coming of Jesus. The real problem we face, friends, is that the secret rapture is not a biblical teaching. Rather, it is based on the teachings of a Catholic priest by the name of Ribera in the late 16th century in order to draw attention away from the Bible prophecies about the Catholic Church. He founded a new system of interpreting the Bible 
called futurism. This method of interpretation said that Bible prophecy, particularly in Revelation, would not find its fulfillment until sometime in the distant future. This new concept eventually found its way into the teachings of a John Darby, who was a former Anglican priest in Ireland who had become disenfranchised with formal denominational religion. Darby's teachings were then popularized through Cyrus Schofield. Cyrus Schofield was a pastor in Texas when he came under the influence of Darby's teaching. Later in life, Schofield gave this new theology a voice as he encapsulated in teachings into the reference notes of his tremendously popular Schofield Reference Bible. This improbable series of events led to the widespread promotion of the secret rapture theory. So if Jesus is not coming through a secret rapture, how then is he coming? The Bible says he's coming quickly. How quickly is quickly? And the blessing is pronounced on those who keep the words of this book. What does that mean? First of all, Jesus is not coming in secret, my friends. The Bible describes the event in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 51 to 54. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. This is a literal event. This is not just some spiritual happening where millions of people disappear, but rather it is described as an event where people are being raised from the dead and changed. Jesus promised in no uncertain terms that he is preparing a place for us and he is coming again to take us there. You'll remember those words of John 14, 1 through 4. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way, you know. The coming of Jesus is a literal event where people will know what is happening. There is no secret coming of Jesus. Yet the Bible also describes the second coming as an audible event. Matthew chapter 24 and in verse 31, and he will send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet and they will gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. There are angels gathering people together from all over the world at the second coming. There is a trumpet that sounds. People will hear and know that Jesus has come to take his people home. First Thessalonians chapter four goes on to describe the audible feature of the second coming in verse 16. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel and the trumpet of God. 
Do you hear the events accompanying the second coming? There's a shout, the voice of an archangel and the trumpet of God. There is no chance the second coming of Jesus could be a secret. There's too much noise that accompanies his coming. Beyond it being a literal and an audible event, the second coming of Jesus will be a visible event. In fact, Revelation 1-3 informs us, Behold, he is coming with clouds, and every eye will see him. Everyone on this earth will know that Jesus is coming. They will see him with their own eyes. Luke 17, verse 24, stresses the visible nature of his return. For as the lightning flashes out of one part under heaven, shines to the other part under heaven, so also the Son of Man will be in his day. Lightning is something that cannot be missed when it flashes across the sky. Jesus' coming will be visible. Even an angel from heaven taught that the second coming of Jesus would be visible. Listen to the words of Acts chapter 1 and in verse 11. Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. The disciples saw Jesus with their own eyes ascend to heaven. It was no mystery. It was not a secret, but a visible event. They saw him ascend and the angel says that he will descend in the same way. The second coming of Jesus also will be a glorious event. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 17 explains the glory of that day. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. Friends, what a glorious day that will be. We will all be changed to have perfect bodies, and we will meet our friends and family and neighbors who have died and have now been awakened by the second coming of Jesus. No more death, no more dying. What joy, what happiness, what blessings. Friends, the secret rapture omits the joy of Jesus' second coming. Yet the greatest oversight of the secret rapture is that Jesus' coming is an event that has final and eternal results. After Jesus comes again, there is no other opportunity to choose to follow him. We are right now living in the time of opportunity that Jesus has given. We have his word, the Holy Bible, to guide and to teach us the way we should go. But when he comes again, the time to choose will be over. Revelation 22:12 echoes the beatitude that we are studying today when it says, "And behold, I am coming quickly, and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work." And Matthew chapter 16 and verse 27 underscores the same exact point. For the Son of Man will come in the glory of his Father and with his angels, and then he will reward each according to his works. Jesus is not only coming quickly, but at the time he comes, 
he brings with him the reward. The results are final. There is no second chance. Jesus' second coming is a literal event. His coming is an audible event. His coming is a visible event. His coming is a glorious event. And his coming is an event with final results. Now, friends, is the time for us to prepare to meet Jesus. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 2 say these words. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Now, friends, there is no security in some opportunity down the road. We have no more surety that we will take our next breath than we have that we will be around for any supposed second chance of the rapture theory and what it claims to offer. The time to decide is now. But dear friend, Jesus wants you to be ready. He doesn't want to catch you by surprise or come to you in some secretive way. He wants you to know that, his, that he is coming and that he is coming soon. In fact, this sixth beatitude says he is coming quickly. Four times in the book of Revelation alone, Jesus says that he is coming quickly. Three times are in the very last chapter of Revelation, the very last chapter of the entire Bible. They are the final words of encouragement and assurance. But how quick is quickly? The book of Revelation was written in 95 AD, which is almost 2,000 years ago. That doesn't seem too quick. It is important for us to remember that quick is not instant. We live in a world where we have come to expect instant results. Instant oatmeal, instant soup, instant noodles, etc., but instant and quick are not the same thing. And in the concept of time, as you think back on your life, at least as you get older, generally speaking, time seems to go by so fast, so quickly. However, we must also remember some critical principles taught in the Bible. Second Peter chapter 3, verses 8 and 9 teach us this. But beloved, do not forget this one thing. That with the Lord one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. First, it teaches us that God is not bound by time as we are. Secondly, any perceived delay on his part is merely in an effort to save as many of humankind as possible. And Psalm 90 and verse 4 also stresses the concept that God is not bound by our time. For a thousand years in your sight are like yesterday when it is past and like a watch in the night. The second coming of Jesus is coming quickly when we think of it in the vast expanse of time. Jesus' coming is going to be a blessing, but let's take a more close look at the specific blessing we are studying today 
in Revelation 22, 7. Blessed is he who keeps the words of the prophecy of this book. This sixth beatitude presents a blessing on those that keep the words of this book. This word keep can be literally translated to guard or to hold fast or to obey. Happiness and joy will be to the person that obeys this book. John is undoubtedly referring to the book of Revelation. So what does it mean to obey the book of Revelation? The book of Revelation begins with these words in Revelation chapter 1 and in verse 1. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants things which must shortly take place. The book of Revelation is a warning. It is a roadmap to navigate earth's final days. To keep the words of this book is to be obedient to the counsel given to prepare us for Christ's coming. The book of Revelation is also about a choice. Throughout the chapters of Revelation, there is always a choice. Christ or Satan, the lamb or the beast, Jerusalem or Babylon, the bride or the harlot. The book of Revelation's goal is to have people to choose Christ's way. Two verses that summarize those that choose to serve God and will endure to the second coming of Christ are Revelation 12, 11 and Revelation 14, 12. In Revelation 12 and verse 11, it speaks of overcoming the dragon or overcoming Satan. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to the death. Those who are overcomers are those who have made a decision to follow Jesus, even if it costs them their life. To be covered in the blood of Jesus means to have made a decision to fully entrust your life to him, to be forgiven by him. 1 John 1, 9 promises that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And Psalm 32, 5 also promises I acknowledged my sin to you and my iniquity I have not hidden. I said, I will confess my transgression to the Lord and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. To be covered in the blood of Jesus means to be forgiven by him and renewed in him to live a life for him. And as a result of what you will have, then you have a testimony about him. So the first principle in keeping the words of this book is to give your life fully to Jesus Christ. The second verse that summarizes what it means to keep the words of the book of Revelation is Revelation 14, 12. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are those that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. The word patience literally means endurance. Those who are able to endure and be prepared for Jesus' soon coming are those that keep the commandments of God. Through a life given to Jesus and being saved by his grace, we then, out of our love for him, are able to keep his commandments. Jesus said in John 14, 15, if you love me, keep my commandments. And in 1 John chapter 5 and verse 3, it says this, for this is the love of God that we keep his commandments. 
Friends, we are not saved by our commandment keeping. But our commandment keeping demonstrates that we have been saved by him. We obey out of our love for him. And friends, our obedience must be complete. Not simply picking and choosing which commandments we like and that which commandments we will obey. But this group of people that will endure will not only keep the commandments, but they will also have the faith of Jesus. To have the faith of Jesus is to live a life like Jesus did, continually dependent upon the Father. We too must be day by day dependent upon Jesus Christ. The sixth beatitude promises a blessing to the one who obeys God in the context of a loving, grace-based relationship. A life that is fully committed to Him and lives for Him that person will be ready for his soon coming. Friends, a blessing is pronounced on the person who continually depends on Jesus as their source of strength and direction in life. Friends, he will give us the strength and encouragement to finish the race. He will get us to the finish line. He wants us to be ready for his second coming. Even when we might be weak, he will make us strong. Even when we feel that we can't carry on, he will pick us up and carry us through. Friends, his strength is perfect. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength, but sometimes I No. 
Friends, God calls us not to just be hearers of the word, but doers of the word. The book of Revelation helps us to be a doer. I want to offer the seven-part series, The Beatitudes of Revelation, to you. Here's the information you need to get today's offer. To request today's offer, just log on to www.itiswrittencanada.ca. That's www.itiswrittencanada.ca and select the TV program tab. For Canadian viewers, the offer will be sent free and postage paid. For viewers outside of Canada, shipping charges will apply. If you prefer, you may call toll-free at 1-888-CALL-IIW. That's 1-888-CALL-IIW. Call anytime. Lines are open 24 hours daily. That's 1-888-CALL-IIW. Or if you wish, you may write to us at It Is Written, Box 2010, Oshawa, Ontario, L1H 7V4. And thank you for your prayer requests and your generous financial support. That's It Is Written, Box 2010, Oshawa, Ontario, L1H 7V4. Friends, the book of Revelation is a book filled with blessings for God's people and those that choose to serve him. I hope you enjoyed today's program and I invite you to join us again next week. Until then, remember, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God.